Hello and welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D, and with me is my co-host, Honeybee. Hi, everybody. Today we are continuing 31 Days of Horror with Tales of Halloween from 2015. It's color, 92 minutes long. It is 10 different little short stories, all written and directed by different people. And there's like five different producers listed as well. Didn't, um, this is like maybe the second time I've ever seen this happen because I think the only other time it was a Tarantino thing or he was at least one of the directors. Uh, Four Rooms? Yes, Four Rooms. I've seen some other anthology movies like Creepshow, things like that. I'm not sure if I've seen um, many that have 10 stories in them. Yeah. (laughs) It's usually more like four. Right. Um, Now, there must be somebody overseeing it, though, because they put some bits of one story into another story. There were some little linking things. Yeah. To to indicate that this was all happening in the same town on the same night. In addition to the the main linking thing is this disc jockey played by Adrian Barbeau, who is kind of a through line, but also some kids that are... Some kids that kill some people in in one of the stories show up as trick-or-treaters in a later story. Yeah. Some cops come in in maybe the last story and talk about something that happened in the first story. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed like at the end, I, I had wondered in the beginning if it was all going to link up, like if it was all going to come together in some way. And the very last story, there was a few different things where I was like, okay, good. It, it is coming together all together yeah. for one story. Now, I feel that some of these stories worked better than others. <laughs> Agreed. Well, there were 10, so you're, you yeah. can't like them all. You can't, you can't win them all, you know? Yeah. I guess we can go through them each quickly. Sure. I have uh, like a sentence written down basically for each movie. Oh, I also want to mention other people that star in this are Barry Bostwick, Sam Witwer, Greg Grunberg, and John Landis has a small appearance. He does not direct any of the segments, but appears in it as an actor, which is... Hello, motherfucker. I don't understand why. (laughs) He's not known in particular for his acting. You know, he's a a movie director. Uh, But there you go. He must be friends with whoever directed that segment. So the first one is Sweet Tooth. Uh, this is about a, a couple of babysitters tell a story to a kid about another kid whose parents were very strict and they'd let him go trick-or-treating and then they'd take his candy from him when he got home and the kid catches them eating his candy, so he kills them. Yeah, I have to admit, I thought up until the um, parent candy scene that this mm-hmm. was a kid's movie. <laughs> like I was like when they started eating the candy and like making out, I was like, "Ew, wait, this is a little racy, but okay." Yeah. And then as the scene progressed, I was like, "Oh shit. This movie is like, you know, okay, all right." I was taken aback. I thought it was a a kid's movie at first. Right. Yeah, the parents are very decadently eating the candy that they wouldn't let <laughs> They wouldn't oh, allow him God. to have. Oh, it was it was disgusting. 
so then you have the legend is you have to leave some of your candy for sweet tooth oh and the kid even cuts open the parents to get to the candy they've already eaten and he'll do the same to you if you don't share your candy with him and then the cup the kid goes to bed and the two babysitters start eating his candy and uh, sweet tooth comes and <laughs> sweet tooth comes and kills him yeah because they don't leave him any they eat all of it yeah and they're like, oh, they wake up and they're like, oh, we're going to have to buy some more candy. So they intended to replace it. But Your intentions are irrelevant. Yeah. Sweet Tooth doesn't care. And the kid yeah. does leave one out for Sweet Tooth. So he is spared. But he finds his babysitters murdered. And then we find out in the last scene that he is is the suspect. He's believed to have committed the murder. Yeah. Well, because when the cops show up and they're like, or, or no, no, it's not the cops, it's his parents. When the parents show up, they're dead. Their intestines are falling out of themselves. And the kid yeah. the kid is, just turns around and says, they ate all my candy. <laughs> so, yeah, they think it was him. Yeah. Like, so did you like that one? I mean, yeah, I liked it because it shocked me. Like, I okay. didn't realize it was coming. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Uh, it was just like, okay, here we go. Buckle up. Buckle up, motherfuckers. Here we go. The second one is The Night Billy Raised Hell. This is the one with yeah. Barry, Bo- Barry Bostwick in it. He's some kind of a devil. He's a guy, a kooky old guy, and the kids always egg his house. And some bullies kind of urge one kid into egging the house, and he gets caught. And Bostwick says he's going to show him how to play a proper prank. And the kid, the little kid's wearing a devil costume. So then we see Mr. Abaddon, Bostwick's character, and what appears to be the kid, Billy, uh, going around town causing all kinds of havoc, uh, just playing pranks and shooting people and tearing shit up. And they get back to the house and we see that Billy's been sitting there the whole time. And underneath the devil mask is some kind of little devil. And Bostwick also appears to be a devil because his face changes. So he was yeah. just wearing human disguise. So basically, they just little horns. Yeah, yeah. They've just spent several hours setting Billy up because everybody, I guess, knows what costume he was wearing. So then the police, he's like, I thought you were going to show me how to do a prank. He's like, I just did. And they leave him holding the bag to take the blame for all the shit that they just did. Yeah. And the only thing. Oh, go ahead. They shot him dead. I mean, <laughs> it says here, a terrified bully, Billy puts his hands in the air and pees his pants. The disgusted police officer mocking Billy for it just before they shoot him dead. That seems unnecessary. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't was, necessarily show this, but it's like you hear the gunshot and it's okay. like blackout. Yeah. So, yeah, he was unarmed and he was just a little kid. Yeah, but he, uh, to, according to, you know, these people think that he's been shooting people, setting people on fire. I mean, like, yeah. just, Doesn't yeah. It, but, but still, that's not, not that that makes it, yeah, no, that does not make it okay in the slightest bit. Yes, the police are not there to hand out punishment. If you're not an immediate threat, they can't just shoot you. Yes. But it's a movie, so. The only thing I had to say about this one is I really want to see Billy's mom because. Oh, they kept talking apparently, about her. Yeah, uh-huh. apparently she was banging, yeah. Yeah, she wore a cat suit last year and everybody wants to know what she's going as this year and how she's doing even mr abaddon is like uh, in fact he's gonna go console her <laughs> after the fact <laughs> uh but no we don't get to see her uh the next one is called trick a uh, bunch of 
20 somethings i think are hanging around at a house smoking pot and handing out candy and watching but, night of the living dead but actually they're not smoking pot I, they, they it was horrible acting just saying oh yeah you're saying cleanest bong i've ever seen okay. when the when the when the when it started, I was like, "That bong is unusually clean." And then when they like start smoking out, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why," because they're not actually smoking it, which makes sense. Which makes sense. What? I mean, all I'm saying is, if you're making a movie, do your research. Okay. Well, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you just if you're making a movie? Wouldn't you just put regular tobacco in it and smoke it? Are you? Saying, oh I wasn't, God, no! I wasn't don't looking that. that. I wasn't. Don't I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking that closely. But did, was there not smoke coming out? What was telling yeah. you that? There was no yeah. smoke. Right. So that's what I'm out. saying. You could just put something that you don't you don't want your actors getting stoned, but you would put yeah, something. Yeah, but you in also there. never want to hit tobacco in a in a bong like that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> okay. It will be I horrible. Mean, I'm, well, sure, but at least your actors won't be stoned. But I yeah, mean, but- <laughs> water pipes were developed for water pipes. It's way worse to be addicted to Sorry, it's way worse to be addicted to nicotine than it is to pot, in my opinion. Uh, un- yes, but un- I think there's probably union rules about not giving the actors illegal <laughs> drugs while they're on set. Sure, but can't you like make a computer fog or something? I guess. To, I mean, like, I would have. I I would have put tobacco in it, or or just had them smoking a what appears to be a joint and put tobacco in that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyways, uh, I smoked this really sticky, gooey tobacco out of a hookah one time. Yeah, like hush, I, that makes sense. Yeah. You're supposed well, to no, smoke. It was, just, it was tobacco, though. It wasn't, but I, uh, it wasn't hash. But it, no, no, no. It's called hashish. The toba- the sticky tobacco that goes in a uh, um, hookah is it's it's called hashish or something along those lines. Well, if it's my understanding that hashish is is a drug, <laughs> this was well. There, it was at one point, but now in 2021, <laughs> the kind of tobacco that you hit in a hookah. Yes, Anyways, I'll defer yeah. to your expertise. It was like a big. It was a big fancy one, not not some head shop bong. Uh, anyway, see. the the, the tri- uh, trick or treaters come to the door and just start stabbing them. Little kids just stab the guy that answers the door. And they start killing these people. And one of them runs and hides and starts deleting photos off her phone. And we see that these aren't just innocent 20-somethings hanging out and smoking pot. They have been abducting children and torturing them and killing them and actually have a live victim in the shed right now. And these kids have somehow found out about it and have come to exact justice upon them. And they free their the most recent victim, who's a little girl who's had her eye put out, but is still alive. And then she says "Happy Halloween" and <laughs> kills the last. Happy Halloween, you sick weirdo! Yeah. And these yeah. are the same kids that we see trick or treating in a later segment. But I feel like it happened earlier in the night because they don't have any blood or anything on them at that point. Yeah, or maybe they were just short on actors. Yeah, no, I think I mean. I think they put it there on purpose to link the stories together. Oh, nice. Okay. The same kids wearing the same costume. The next one is The Weak and the Wicked. Um, this is the one. Are these in order? I guess they are. This is the one with the uh, the arsonists. The, the metal heads. Yeah. There's some arsonists harassing people and somebody comes to confront them. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Uh... 
Alice. Alice yeah. is the yeah. See, Alice knows how to smoke a blunt. By the way. <laughs> Just so, kidding. Yeah, these are the guys on bicycles when she's like, mount up, and then they get on bikes. Yes, but they're <laughs> they appear to be like 20 somethings as well, but they're riding bicycles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. But they apparently have a long history of so they're harassing somebody and um somebody else tries to stop them, and he's sort of dressed up as a monster. And it turns out they burned down this guy's house years ago when they were all children, and now he's come to confront them and to summon the demon of all hallows eve which he successfully does and the demon kills them (laughs) yes i also noticed in the scene that one of the kids from the it remake was in the background uh i believe you are correct i think i read that um that this was his first thing yeah i saw him and i was like oh hey (laughs) i know that kid (laughs) Uh, this would be Jack Dylan Grazier. Nice. So I think this was his first or one of his first things, but now he's in it. So is he a kid in it or is he one of the adults? He's a kid. Huh. Well, this was just made in 2015. Yeah, 2015, yeah. And it's a couple years old already. Uh, next is the Grim Grinning Ghost. This is probably my least favorite. Yeah. It's another one where somebody tells us a story first. Mm-hmm. about uh, Mary Bailey. People made fun of her because she was disfigured, and now she rises as a ghost on Halloween and laughs at you behind your back, and if you turn around, she'll take your eyes. If you look, if you look at her, she'll take your eyes. And they, somebody tells this story at a party, and then one of the people on the way home thinks she's being followed by Mary Bailey. I think her car craps out, and she's got a... Okay, this is what happens. The car craps out scene makes absolutely no fucking sense because what happens is this girl is just driving down the street. She gets like, she almost gets T-boned, but she slams on the brake soon enough. And it's like this person like beads past her. And then it shows her like taking a breath, like, oh shit, I almost got in a wreck. And then all of a sudden she's trying to start her car. But she, yeah, it never, like, what do you mean? Like what happened? She just slammed on the brake. Yes, Why is putting, it? On the, putting on the brakes does not cause the car to turn off. Yeah, <laughs> at least put it not in how the brakes work. Not how brakes work. Yeah, and then when she leaves the car to walk down the street, she doesn't even put her hazards on. I Come mean, on. I, guess, I guess the car stalled when she stopped for some reason, but I don't know why it would, unless the ghost made it happen. But then she, she you know, thinks she's being followed, and she hurries home as she you know she's walking all alone down the street she hurries home and she does turn around when she gets home and doesn't see anything and goes and sits on the couch and gets all nervous gets ready to watch a movie and then her dog gets nervous and leaves and leans back and when she leans back it reveals that you know some creepy i guess mary bailey creepy woman is sitting beside her looking all you know dead and weird and then it just goes (laughs) and there's a sort of a violin sting kind of a ring and it goes to black and this was just the lame yeah it was it also had like all of the scary movie cliches like 
she fell like she tripped and fell over nothing um when she was trying to put her keys in the door she dropped them she has the swinging bathroom mirror where you know it like shows her and then like swings and closes. like it was all of them it was all of them put into two minutes <laughs> yeah yeah not good yeah i did not like this one at all it was just lame 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 next one is Ansel and ding, gretel ding dong the title is ding dong but yeah it's a weird um there's a Hansel and Gretel motif to it. This woman is pining for the fact that she and her husband cannot have a baby. And I don't even know how to describe this. Okay. <laughs> this it's one. about this scary woman who wants to have a baby so bad that she is abusive to her spouse. So he yeah. basically is terrified of her. She's like yeah. a witchy scary kakui <laughs> and yeah and then so so what it shows one year at halloween and it shows her turning into the the kakui the like witch the scary witch and then uh-huh. uh it's the, it shows the next year and now they are waiting yeah. for children to come to the door for to trick she, or treat she gets mad at him for dressing the dog up as gretel and tra- and sort of transforms into yeah this weird witch form and because uh, she thinks he's somehow mocking or making light of the fact that she can't have children by dressing the dog up like a child, but then the next year yeah her costume is a witch and she's dressed the husband up as Hansel, and they do a weird act about her having eaten Gretel for each of the trick or treaters that comes to the door. And it looks like at one point she's going to abduct a child that has shown up by itself. (laughs) But the husband kind of yells out, hey, whose kid is this? And the mother comes. Uh, And then the husband reveals that I couldn't let you treat a child the way you treat me. So I had a vasectomy while you weren't looking. Yeah. And she uh, turns back into her demon witch form and throws the husband into the oven. Which turns into a big old flaming oven big enough for him to get into, I guess. And then yeah, she like melts. The, and then like she the melts. She says, I'm melting like the fucking witch of the West. Yeah, I, I am not sure why she melted like this, that. I don't, I, this was not a good one either. This was bad. It was it was, it was really strange. This one was really strange. I, I it was I don't know. She did creep me out though. <laughs> well, yeah. The next one is This Means War, which is about a couple of neighbors who they have clashing aesthetics about how to decorate their houses for Halloween. <laughs> Boris, played by Dana Gould, has a more sort of cutesy, kid-safe version. And his new neighbor, uh, Dante, played by James Duvall, has a more heavy metal, punk rock kind of aesthetic going on. And he's playing music too loud and... They have an argument and a fight, and they both end up dead. <laughs> yeah, really that's really all there is to that one. The only thing I wrote in this one was "hot until it's not." <laughs> what, what was hot? <laughs> well, at first there was like a, I think it was like a like a metal chick when they're like first setting up the yard. Uh huh. 
And I was like, oh, okay, okay. And it was like, I just wrote hot. And then as soon as like they started fighting, I was like, until it's not. And that is all <laughs> I wrote down for that one. So they, yeah, they have a big fight and both end up impaled on a piece of wood from one of the displays. The Dana Boris grabs Dante and it sort of falls on top of him and the wood goes through both of them. <laughs> So nothing, nothing particularly supernatural about that one, but that's fine. Uh, the next one is called Friday the 31st. And uh, basically a Jason type guy is hunting down a girl who's dressed like Dorothy and kills her. And then a spaceship appears. Yeah, this one is odd, <laughs> but it was so funny. <laughs> A little a, a little claymation alien beams down. Apparently, he's being dropped off just to trick-or-treat. He's got a little tiny bucket, which would hold one, maybe two pieces of candy. And he beams down right in front of our Jason-type character, who's just killed the girl, and is going, trick-or-treat! <laughs> and Jason stomps on him. And then he is somehow able to possess the body of the girl, who starts chasing not Jason around and they fight with each other. Yeah. It it was, right. the fight was weird. It was really weird. Like he would, like he cut her arm off and then she cut his arm off and yeah. then he did this. And then she did this fight was really weird, but up, like, it was really funny. The acting in this one, like the not Jason guy, he did a really great job. Like this one actually made me laugh. It was weird, like one of the weirder ones that like definitely didn't make sense, but I loved it. And the alien was so cute. He was, he was. Yeah, they end up cutting each other's head off, heads off, and then the alien crawls out of her neck and teleports back to the spaceship and takes <laughs> takes the killer's head as a treat. Oh, gosh. This next one is a sort of adaptation of an O. Henry story. Oh. It's called The Ransom of Rusty Rex, and it is a variation on The Ransom of Red Chief, which is a story by O. Henry that's been adapted many times over the years. Hmm. Two, two guys kidnap a little boy who is always wanting to play Indian, so he, he calls refers to himself as Red Chief. And is just so horrible that they keep lowering the ransom. And eventually, <laughs> eventually the father agrees to take him back if they'll give him $250. <laughs> and the kid doesn't want to go back. He's having more fun with the kidnappers. He does go back, but he doesn't want to. His father's kind of strict and he... Uh, had more fun with the kidnappers. So this is the same basic thing, except that the thing that they kidnap turns out to be uh, a little demon imp kind of thing. I'm not sure, but it seemed to me a lot that it was a lot like the one from the Barry Bostwick story. So I yeah, I, actually I the same. I didn't go back and look and compare them, but it may have been the same little demon from the Barry Bostwick story. They kidnap him and then they find out it's not a kid, it's a devil, and they try to give it back. And the guy's like, No, it's your problem now. And it he, turns yeah, out, yeah, he's like, He's been holding us ransom or he's been holding us hostage for yeah. years. Yeah, he, he just turned up at our door a couple of years ago and wouldn't leave. So now he's all yours. And uh, 
he ends up uh, killing one of the guys. They try to. Yeah. If you don't feed him, he will eat. Yeah. Yeah. So they stopped at a. Do they know he's with them at that time? Oh, they, yeah. They're just. Yeah. They So they try to just dump the kid on somebody's doorstep, maybe his own doorstep. Yeah. They just try to dump him at his father's house, but he's decided he likes them better. So they, they try to just leave town and they're like, no more kidnapping. No, they, they try to kill him. They set him on fire. Do they? Yeah. They, he like all of this stuff happens and then he, there's like, the, they're in this place and they get into this fight with him. He ends up hurting one of the guys. And uh, he, so they set the whole place on fire and think that he's, they're like, let's oh, yeah. get away. It says here on Wikipedia that they deliver him to Jedediah's, Jebediah's doorstep, that's his not father, and set him on fire. But I don't oh, think okay. that's all house on fire. Sometime oh. later, as Hank comes back from buying food from a convenience store, he finds Rusty in the back seat, currently feasting on Dutch's severed head. <laughs> and they're reminded that, yeah, if you don't feed him, he will <laughs> he will feed himself. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I have written down for this one is there was a line... <laughs> One guy in the beginning said to a girl, you're never too old for some sugar, mama. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, aren't you a little too old to be trick-or-treating? Oh, like, you're never too old for some sugar, mama. <laughs> that, was the one that, with was... Sam, uh, that was the one with Sam Whitworth in it. <laughs> and the last one is Bad Seed. This <laughs> this one reminded me of, of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but it's Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Never saw it, but I can imagine it since I've seen The Killer Pumpkin. Oh, you must. It's on my voodoo, so you should watch it. The first two movies are on my voodoo, and the second two are on my Plex, so you should watch them all. Oh, God, there's four of them? There are four Killer Tomato movies, yes. yes. Jeez. Um, so this last one's called Bad Seed, and a guy carves a pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern which then comes to life and kills him. It eats him. And then starts going around killing and eating other people. <laughs> and some policewoman is is set on the case. And at that, that one point, the chief calls her in. She's working. The chief calls her in just to say, everything's going crazy out there. Now get out there and stop it. Like she's supposed to just stop all the Halloween madness herself. You're the person to stop it. Like why? <laughs> if your if your town has you know a general problem with mayhem on Halloween, you don't just put one detective in charge of stopping it. Yeah, you set up a curfew. You have a bunch of patrols. You do some community outreach, but you don't just make it one detective's job. So she um, somehow tracks down the pumpkin. <laughs> Remember how. And is about to get killed by it when the lab guy that she left back at the station just shows up and tosses her a shotgun. Yeah. He's just like, I thought you might need help. I'm like, you're the lab guy. Why? Are <coughs> what the hell? But she blows the pumpkin to pieces and then they find a label on it from Clover Corp, 100% organic super pumpkin. So the two of them go to Clover Corp headquarters and meet Professor Milo Gottlieb, they've somehow gotten a search warrant already to go to the lab, the the place that grows these 100% organic super pumpkins. And he shows them a warehouse full of thousands, apparently genetically modified super 
pumpkins. <laughs> um, <sighs> but the thing is, this one didn't do anything until it got carved into a a uh, jack-o'-lantern. Because that pumpkin so must have gone it through. It, yeah, it must have gone through many hands before it got to that point and mm-hmm. didn't do anything. So just I don't know. Mark these pumpkins not for jack-o'-lantern use. <laughs> Or any, yeah, don't give it a mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, but this is kind of like a, oh, no. But you just just destroy all those pumpkins. Just get rid of them. Just don't sell them. I don't know. That was, it was a a weird one. Yeah, I agree. So were were there any of these you particularly liked? So I guess I liked the first one. Okay. The um, the second one I I like the first one and the second one, and I kind of liked the fourth one with Alice. And yeah, I mean, I I liked it was like as a collective, like watching them. They were so short that no matter how ridiculous it was, it was fun. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. was it good? Eh, maybe not necessarily <laughs> good, but it was like fun, and it's like festive fun for the season ridiculous i did i did enjoy the movie even if i didn't really like the shorts like i could see like this movie being like a thing like oh it's halloween traditionally we should watch tales of halloween (laughs) you know i like the first one i kind of liked this means war maybe just because it was dana gould i don't know um nice Friday the 31st was kind of a fun little twist on someone's chasing Jason around. Yeah, I would have to say that was my favorite as far as like the people, because I really do think that guy did such a great job. Like when he's yelling at the alien, you know, but he like doesn't really speak. He's just like, like telling the little (laughs) alien, like, no, I don't have anything to give you for trick or treat. Like, get the hell out of here. Can't you see? I'm hacking people up, and it's just so funny. <laughs> he did a really great job of just being like kind of the doofy yeah. uh, Jason guy. I really liked him. I would say I would have to say number one and number eight. Okay, I kind of like um, the the detective in Bad Seed, but I thought the story was just stupid. Yeah, I didn't even like the detective. I was I was <laughs> like done. Well, this one is on Voodoo, free with ads. If anybody feels like watching it. And I think it's probably on Tubi and or Pluto as well. A couple of places where, you know, they have free with ads movies available. So you can watch it there if you feel like it. Uh, I, I And I, yeah, I think you should. I think you should because of, if not for some of the comedy mo- moments, just for the gory Halloween shit. <laughs> and it's always nice to see Barry Bostwick, I feel. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Candyman, 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 <laughs> Candyman, and I'll just leave it at four. Candyman. <laughs> oh no, I said it five times. Oh no. Great. Uh, this has been Precious D, and I'm Honey Bee, and you will not see us, but we, no, <laughs> we will not see you, <laughs> but you will hear us. <laughs> Next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go.